Welcome to Sales Boost, the Mercury International Podcast. Each episode presents one topic, one expert, taking a fresh perspective on the issues that are changing the face of modern sales. In the last episode of Sales Boost, we spoke to Matthias Huckmann, Managing Director of Mercury International Germany, about how we can successfully implement a value-based selling strategy to overcome price increase reluctance. In this episode, we're going to focus on how we can align that with regional variations to offer the best service to our customers. We're back speaking to Matthias about the role of value-based selling in the sales process and its increasing importance in a more globalized world. What we'd like to discuss today, I think, is this concept that Mercury International has very close to its heart of, of global reach and local expertise. And what I'd like to consider is how do we sort of square the circle between an increasingly globalized business world and what are obviously significant market variations in terms of the customers. So hello again, Matthias. Hello, Charlie. Nice to meet you again. Yes, welcome back. And um, yes, so as I mentioned, I think it's just, uh, it's an interesting area for discussion that obviously big global companies with global customers, they want to have a coherent sales strategy. And they want to say, right, this is the value we want to communicate Here's how we want to convey this to our customer. But those customers are all different. So how do we approach this problem? Yeah, so very often, as you say, headquarters of one of our customers say, okay, we need to, to push a global sales strategy, so to say. For example, value-based selling. And for that, we need a common understanding and common wording and vocab and framework. And you could... You could uh, can imagine that if you move now from headquarters to the units or the the regions, they don't really like this approach normally. They say, okay, everything is different. This is coming from, this idea is coming from headquarters. They are far, far away from our markets. We have different customers. We face different market situations. Yeah, so our customers are different. Everything is different. And how could we benefit from let's say a global concept about value-based selling or whatever and so that is a serious uh, challenge and then on the other hand we have we as a let's say global supplier or consultancy company we have luckily worldwide in different other important regions we have our own consultancies and trainers so we do not work in a network because we definitely know how important it is that we manage our own trainers who are involved in the project. They should also have common understanding of what is value-based selling, what are the different in the market. So two different, let's say, teams come together. The one is on the customer side. The, let's say, global team is preparing everything together, together with a global team for Mercury. And then you have the regional groups described on the customer side as well as on the Mercury side. And we have to give, and that is maybe the main solution, we have to give the regional players in the game the freedom to bring in the differences culturally, locally, coming from different customers, situation, market situation, and, and so on and so forth. So that means 70% is designed and developed globally, by, by the global headquarters team or project team, 
and uh, from Mercury as well as from the customer. And then the regions have the freedom to bring in their own cases, to discuss their topics, their market situation, and put it also in the, let's say, right cultural frame. So that is, let's say, the solution to manage those global projects or international projects. So, I mean, from a training perspective, though, if one is training, say, uh, value-based selling, the techniques that you would use to apply that, whether it be face-to-face or in a virtual model, the techniques might be universal, but the talking points might be different in each of the regions. Exactly. So what is important is that we have a a clear frame about what is value-based selling. So if you ask some sales rep in China, how would you define uh, value-based selling? It should be similar to what someone is telling in in, in Scandinavia or where else. Uh, So that is, I guess this is very important. But then the way, as you said, uh, Charlie, the way how you communicates that could be could be different and also the cases you will face and maybe you will also experience that in some regions the majority is completely different so that also needs to be considered in designing the frame and as said to do it very practical take cases customer business cases and try to solve them and and bring in practical hints, but again, based on on the value-based selling approach. And how do you go about, let's say that you have an experienced sales team in a region who are very much used to doing things their way, and you're trying to explain to them that obviously the the market has changed, that the, the sales climate has changed, particularly over the last few years. How do you overcome reluctance they might have to change their working methodology? Yes, we call it wireframe. They really need to understand <clears throat> that counts for all the other other regions as well. So it is very important to explain why is it important to go this way, for example, value-based selling. So that, that is one. We really need to, to design it very specifically and, and practically. It means, for example, we discussed it in our last podcast, that pricing becomes more and more important. And that purchase more and more asking for a reduce. And to come out of this trap, value boost selling could help you, you know, to bring in value. Otherwise, you don't need a sales rep. You only need to send out a price list and then they should take it or, or leave it. So, and, and that is just a simple example for a wireframe. And, and normally people could follow and they say, okay, that, 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 that's, that's true. And you could ask them. You should not say it is in your market. You should ask them. And that, so that is one. And you could also integrate the sales managers. So because we bring in the idea, for example, of value-based selling from, from Mercury's side, discuss it upfront with the sales managers so that the people you mentioned, those experienced ones, they say, okay, they understand our business. So they know what, what does it mean and, and what is the situation? But we do it, normally we do it together with the sales managers and seeing how we could bring this Wi-Fi message across. And very often, if you take value-based selling, it is the price situation in different countries. So ironically, you're actually, ideally, you're actually having to sell the concept of value of value-based selling. So you're actually one yeah, step yeah, yeah. ahead of the thing. Yeah, and what you definitely need is, so everyone is talking about um, value, but you have to define for your customer together with 
let's say, experienced salesman or woman, what is the concrete value? So if you talk about value, everyone is, is talking about value. What is the concrete value we could bring in, in front of the customer, how he could benefit from this? And you, the better you describe it before you go in the training, the better it is and the more acceptance you will get from the group in front of you. And that is some pre-work you have to do maybe together with marketing. So, so what is the concrete value of the product? How could we save costs? How could we help the customer to, to increase revenue? And what is for me also key, a deep understanding of the customer's market situation. So you need to jump from your markets into the customer's situation and customer shoes really need to understand and you have to prepare this in the training with things like what is the market situation what are the customers of the company you are training and 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 you are working for, such kind of things and very often we experience then there is not let's say a deep knowledge about the market situation and kpis and and strategies of your customers hmm. and then you could work on this and then people say okay uh, th that's true. And we, uh, it sounds easy. To, we have to jump in the shoes of our customers and understand their market situation. We do it since years. But the more you go in and move in details, the more the people on the participants understand, okay, there is room for improvement. You have to do it in a smart way together with, with uh, let's say, project group and the sales managers because they play an important role in the game after the training because training is fine. It's more important to really, let's say, implement this new value-based selling concept. And at the end, you will get more revenue out of it as our customers, Mercury customers, or more profit. So that is the name of the game. Yeah, I think, I mean, it, you've touched upon this idea of agility as well, as in that it's not just, okay, here's some training. It's a static package there you go. <laughs> we'll see you in no, no, five no. years' time. It's an ongoing process. Yeah, yeah exactly. And content-wise, we have a clear concept for value-based selling, but they must have the feeling, our customer, that they, we could tailor-made this so that it's more their language, their vocab we use. We talk about their customers. We talk about their situation they face in, in front of the customers. So you have to, to integrate this clever without leaving your concept and your definition of value-based selling. Yeah, so, but but that, that, I guess it's very important. So there is one part, it's more the design. And then you have always to have in mind the execution part. So very often you, you want to, or our company or our customers deliver in the past some training, say, okay, it was nice, 10% was important. I learned to talk to talk more in front of the customer, ask questions, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, it's important that you really see the value-based selling concept is really implemented. And you see at the end, the sales figures are increasing. Hmm. And, and for that, you need sales managers who support you because you cannot coach all the big sales force in different countries. So you have to, to deliver a kind of coach concept. You coach the sales manager that they are able to coach their people. Yeah, no, it's, an, it's an ongoing process. I can, I can completely right, exactly, say Exactly. Could you give an example of, you don't have to name names if you don't want to, but can you give an example of how this might be applied in the real world? Two years ago, I had a project uh, where I was involved in uh, and was the big topic was value-based selling. 
because the challenge my customer faced was price decrease over years. I said, okay, what could be a solution? On the one hand, we could reduce costs and kick out our salespeople, or we try to, let's say, increase the price level by offering value. So, and then we define together. So we said, okay, value means it needs something to be measurable. You cannot say, okay, I bring in value. You have to say, okay, if you take our products, you could reduce, for example, the time in the process you need for the process and mm. you get uh, the same out outcome in less time. And that is something you could really explain. So, so then we prepared a kind of case study and, and, and then we started to prepare everything with the sales managers and say, okay, this is helpful. There were some changes and then, say, okay, now let's move in front of the, of uh, the sales team, the sales forces. And the, what is important that the sales manager played uh, a role in that. So they were kind of table coaches. So they started the ball uh, rolling and say, okay, guys, it's, we all face and experience over years, the dramatic price decrease, a profit decrease, but price increase. We need it. It was not su successful. And now we try to use this value best selling approach. They started and explained and informed the Salesforce about the strategic need of the value best selling training or concept, however we call it. So it was not Mercury. You say, okay, value-based selling is important. It was internal sales manager. They say it's, it's important. And then we trained them and explained it. And we were more, let's say, the ones who, who gave the input and the idea. And then we trained them also by the help in, in role places or group works. They helped us and accompanied their people in smaller groups. So that they all say, okay, this is not a simple training. It's something, it's, it's different compared to further trainings. It's it seems to be that the implementation part is more important. So we, we did it very practical. And, and at the end, we had kind of, let's say, value best selling uh, guides where we have concrete uh, argumentations, questions they need to ask to get deeper information and, and dive deeper in the market situation of the customer of the customers. And that was re really helpful. And then we prepared the sales manager to be coaches went out and at the end you could really see that the price or the the profit decrease was stopped so we, we had concrete result at the end and that is the best argument to for us as macro international to continue no i can see also that it it occurs to me that not ironically but uh, interestingly you're actually using a value-based selling approach to sell the training and consultancy to your customers which is yeah, yeah, to exactly. demonstrate that our service has yeah, a because, value to they, you they, <laughs> so. because if, for example simple example if you say okay all everyone knows that to ask the right question is is key is very uh, important key success factor in the sales talk so if you as a trainer do not ask questions they will never accept you as, let's say, experienced saleswoman or man. They say, okay, this is a theoretical trainer. So you have to practice what you are playing. So, and that is exactly in, in, in the case, in the topic of value-based selling, you have to, to eat your own medicine. And what, 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 at the end, it's not the poor training. Training is a product. But if you really achieve to implement the value-based selling approach and see that, that the profit is which way ever is increasing then you, and you are the winner together with 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 the sales teams and the sales managers 
So it's definitely a partnership, that then. Yeah, then it's a partnership, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm aware that we're running a bit low on time, but what I'd love to discuss as well is that obviously the last three years have been, well, <laughs> a fairly accelerated evolution of the sales climate and a lot of new challenges. And I can see exactly that VBS is, is more important than ever in addressing some of those challenges. Can you see any kind of trends coming up or or how the sales climate is evolving where VBS might be applicable or, or other training techniques? Yeah, as discussed, Charlie, my, my strong feeling is we are living in a, in a more complex world and we all have to, to manage this and, and, and the sales reps and sales managers as well. And so that, so that is one, the complexity. And we have to accept this. So you have different sales channels you have to deal with. Marketing becomes more and more important. In our last podcast, we talked about storytelling, which mm. is very important. If you move from product to, let's say, more value-based seller, um, that means you need the support of marketing in case of building insights or stories. Not every uh, sales rep has to do it on, on his own. We need a concept for marketing. If you are looking for new customers, marketing should create uh, the leads, the content to approach those potential customers and then give the leads to, to, to the salespeople as well as, let's say, the service techni te technicians becomes more and more important. They, they are playing also more and more a selling role because they were loved by, by customers because they help customers to find a solution if some, something went down or was broken. And what I mean is that at the end, we are more talking about sales teams or let's say team selling than the alone selling sales rep. So they have to work more and more in teams along the sales process. And that becomes more and more important. And for that, you need, for example, to bring or fill in the data in the CM system. And, and we all know over years, that is something, the, the team selling approach, the CM system, filling in the data more and more, it's important to, to have a good understanding of economical issues. That all together is, let's say, the world of sales, marketing and service te technicians of today and tomorrow. And, and that, in my, my opinion, my experience are the main important trends. And as discussed uh, earlier, value-based selling is, is also a very important topic, but, but it, it helps. And every one of these team members should understand what is value-based selling. Because if marketing is creating content, the value-based selling approach needs to be integrated in the content. So I guess we're, as business becomes increasingly a move towards kind of complex rather than traditional sales because of the supply chain and everything, right, right. that yeah. we need to, to slightly think about the whole process differently and go, maybe it's not just value-based selling for sales, it's value-based business. Right. Exactly. As in, we need to apply value across. Value is, is the umbrella and we have to put it in, in every touch point uh, of your customers with you or other members of the team. Well, I think we've we've unfortunately just opened another can of worms for a future podcast. In fact, as we as we go beyond value based selling, value based everything. I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure VBE yeah. will catch on, but um, perhaps we can elaborate that that yeah, in a, yeah, in, yeah. In a future podcast. Don't forget to bring in value to your family as well. So, exactly, yeah, value based lifestyle. I'll, yeah, I'll do right, my best. Right, right. I know, I know. Well, Matthias, it's been a complete pleasure to talk to you, and thank you so much for your time. And Likewise. I hope very much that we will uh, talk again in the very near future on, on another topic. Would be a pleasure. 
Great. Speak soon. Speak soon. If the topics discussed in this podcast have given you more questions, get in touch with us and we'll do our best to get you the answers.